Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, my name is Josh. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We are live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy navigating the mainstream agenda and narrative towards the fourth turning. That's what we want to call it. That's what we want to call it. We can call it really anything we want to, but we know that the Great Reset, Agenda 2030, Agenda 2050, the fourth turning is in progress. It is happening right now before our eyes. And many of us look at it and go, this really can't be happening. But guess what? It is. It, it is definitely happening. And you know, I've come to the understanding that there's a, a popular phrase out there that nothing can stop what's coming. And I believe that to be 100% accurate and true. And if you actually go back to the boards and you look, you look at that mysterious character Q and what he said. He said, we're going to show you a whole new world. It's being built right before your eyes. And I don't agree with it. I don't agree with how this is happening. I don't want this to happen. I don't want national sovereignty to be destroyed and handed over to foreign adversaries and government organizations that I didn't elect or help to put into power. You know, maybe our corrupt election system is just a taste of what a global government system would be like. This is why they are uh, doing this to us, to give us a taste of what global governance will really be like. When politicians don't care for you, don't care to hear from you, don't care about your cries or your concerns, they don't take your calls. They do what they wilt. They do what they want. They spend your money however they wish. Over $100 billion has been spent on this proxy war in Ukraine. Ukraine being one of the most corrupt countries, if not the most corrupt country in the world. And the United States is protecting it like it's their baby and their child. Because it is. It is their baby. It is their child. And that corruption stems from American politicians, corrupt organizations and institutions that have embezzled, laundered, and stolen your taxpayer dollars for generations. If you really do think that foreign aid goes to countries to benefit those countries or benefit America in any way, shape, or form, you're crazy. If you really do think that the billions in dollars that we give every year to foreign countries is not somehow being circled back around into the pockets of politicians. You're not paying attention. You know, I'm getting to the point where we, as people, we need to stand and we need to come to this realization that 
our politicians, both Republican and Democrat, no longer have our best interest in mind? Why are we giving billions upon billions of dollars over to foreign countries, adversaries? Why? Well, you know, it's to gain votes at the United Nations. Who gives a crap about the United Nations? We have the strongest, biggest military on the absolute planet to where 10 years ago, if every nation on the planet decided to wage war with us, they would lose. That was the truth. But that's not the case anymore. We have Iran hours, days away from refining uranium and completing their bomb. We have multiple other nuclear powers right now in the world that are a threat. Now, if you go back to August 2022, do you remember the, um, I forget her name, I think it was Anna, but uh, the woman that was assassinated, right, in Russia, she was assassinated. Do you remember this? And she was the daughter of a guy by the name of Alexander Dugan. Now, Alexander Dugan is a political scientist. He is a very, very, very good friend to Vladimir Putin. Probably Vladimir Putin's top aide. And Alexander Dugan's wife or daughter was killed in a attempted assassination that they said was supposed to be Dugan. Now, you got to ask yourself, why were they trying to take out Alexander Dugan? This is just a political scientist. That doesn't make much sense. Well, there's a big reason why. And we're going to get into why they wanted to take out Dugan. But I want you to hear some of Dugan's words. Uh, This is uh, an excerpt from the Glenn Beck show earlier today. I got permission from Glenn Beck to use this. For everybody out there listening, I'm just like, shake my head, no. Um, But either way... I want you to listen to this because he, he he had this translated. And this is very important for everyone to understand what Alexander Dugan, the top aide to Vladimir Putin, is saying and why tonight's episode is World Readies for War. Let's take a look at this. A, uh, a new story uh, that is out from Memory. Memory is a great organization that translates all of the stuff on um, Saudi Arabian, Qatar, and uh, all Arabic-speaking uh, channels because they don't say the same things in Arabic that they will in English. But I want you to be very well aware of what is being said there. There is just a uh, an interview that happened on Al uh, Arabia. It's a network from Saudi Arabia, and it was with Alexander Dugan. It just happened on the twenty third, and I just got the translation for it. Dugan said, and all of this is a quote: "This is a very dangerous war since Russia cannot lose it. This will bring Russia to its end." Russia cannot say, fine, we'll give up the areas we've taken over. Such a thing would lead to a domestic explosion, and Russia would find itself in a civil war. Russia cannot lose under any circumstance, since a single step backward would lead to a thousand step backwards. Um, Russia will fight to the end, because we simply cannot stop. We cannot lose 
and we will not be satisfied until Ukraine is fully liberated from the pro-NATO political elites, regardless of the cost. This is what we will consider a victory. Russia itself will not use nuclear weapons, so it has no reason to threaten nuclear war. However, there will be such a threat if Russia begins to lose, and in such a case, Russia may use nuclear weapons. So if Russia is allowed to win the war, this would still constitute a victory for the West and defeat for Russia, except Russia would survive and humanity would be saved. However, in either scenario, there will be no Ukraine. It will disappear if we win, and it will disappear along with all of humanity if a nuclear apocalypse begins. Even if we imagine a Ukrainian victory, after so many people die and the infrastructure is completely destroyed, no one will be ready to rebuild this huge country. Therefore, Ukraine does not actually exist. If only we had refrained from destroying the Soviet Union or had broken the necks of Gorbachev and Yeltsin at the right time. In my opinion, this is Alexander Dugan on Saudi Arabian television that has just been translated. In my opinion, the West is the source of absolute evil. Now, think, Saudi Arabia is cozying up to... Whom? China and Russia. They have already dismissed us and anything we claim on OPEC. We are no longer close allies with Saudi Arabia. What have we been saying for the longest time to the left? We've been telling the left forever. Why are you in bed with all of these horrible people that are Muslim extremists, because they'll kill you first. They don't agree with with your thing. They don't agree with Jesus, so they'll come for the Christians, but they'll probably kill you first because you are dumping filth into the uh, atmosphere, right? Listen to this. He's telling Saudi Arabian viewers, in my opinion, the West is a source of absolute evil, It uses artificial intelligence to destroy the family, sex, and the nature of human beings. I believe that the Muslims understand me well because I believe that the West is an antichrist, or no, sorry, is the antichrist. Putin does not think so at all. He sees the West as a partner who behaves very aggressively for whatever reason. But now we're at war with the West because it's ally decided to fight us but if the west did not decide to fight us we would be supplying it with cheap oil and gas this is apocalyptic kind of language coming from one of the guy who's been described okay that's right apocalyptic language coming from the top aide the top guy vladimir putin's good friend This is the third time that we've heard somebody very high in the Russian government say that we are already at war with the West. This is Alexander Dugin on Saudi Arabian TV 
This is Saudi Arabia is one of the U.S.'s allies. Not anymore. What else are we not seeing here? A few months back, I said that we would see Iran begin to join, make the, the movements to join the BRICS nations. It was just said, just yesterday, that Iran is less than 12 days away from refining uranium to the 90% point needed to make a nuclear arm. Okay? Iran has already made a deal with Russia to receive Russian ballistic missiles to put their nuclear bomb on. Now, why am I talking about Iran? I'm not worried about what Joe Biden is going to do to Iran. Because Joe Biden is going to do nothing, zero, zilch to Iran. If anything, he'll give them pallets of money like Barry Satoro did. But see, it's not about what the United States is going to do. What do you think Israel is going to do? The moment that they find out that they've completed with the refinement of uranium. Israel is going to bomb the living shit out of Iran and this could be possibly less than 11 to 12 days away and they will not give a shit about what the United States says or thinks or does in response to that this is a very big threat this is a big threat for many reasons because Iran will not hesitate to turn around and use that bomb against Israel. And here's the thing. As we're sitting here going, oh, Iran's 12 days away. Iran already have nuclear bombs. Understand that. They already have nuclear missiles. We could potentially be at world war within a few days. And I don't want to be doom and gloom. I don't want to be sitting here. I don't want to be sitting here getting fear-mongering. But I want you to understand literally what is at risk here. North Korea just proved last week that they have the capability of hitting continental United States with a nuclear missile. China, one month ago, it was said in Senate, confirmed by the Pentagon, that China has more ICBMs than the United States. Russia just left the START Treaty. Russia also came out, and this is what Glenn Beck actually talks about, and says that they are developing a new strategy around tactical nuclear warfare. Now, I want to kind of bring this into your minds for a second and understand something here. All the nations that have nuclear armaments, France, England, 
Israel, North Korea, China, Russia, United States, Canada. Where did they get them? China got their nuclear technology by stealing it from the United States. Russia got their nuclear technology by stealing it from the United States. North Korea got their nuclear technology because Bill Clinton gave them nine freaking nukes. Iran got their nuclear technology because they stole it from the United States. Israel was given nuclear technology by the United States. Same thing with France and other NATO nations. We armed the entire world with nukes. And now we have this potential breakout to where there could be warfare on this planet. Once again, where tactical nukes could be utilized against human beings once again on this planet. This is a very serious situation. And I'm, oh, I'm not sitting here trying to fear monger. I hate, I hate that perspective. But I want you to understand the severity of the situation because if Israel attacks Iran, if Israel preemptively attacks Iran, you are going to see a massive eruption of warfare spread throughout the Middle East. In the United States, NATO will be forced to move in there. Yes, it will be biblical. We will be immediately at war. Biden won't back Israel. You're absolutely right. But that doesn't matter. Because many other countries will back Iran. And that's the point. Russia will back Iran. And once that happens, the United States will be there. Because that is what they've been looking for, is a way to stop Russia. Because Russia, whether you love them or hate them, whether you, well, you, you hate the Ruskies or you love the Ruskies, they might be corrupt. Vladimir Putin might be a, a murderer. One of the most corrupt politicians in the world who's retained power for well over 20 years. But he seems to be right about this one. Ukraine is corrupt. They're evil. They're neo-Nazis. They were developing genetically modified bioweapons that were ran by U.S. biolabs. They were committing genocide upon people in the Donbass region. He was right about all that. And so therefore he was right to go in, in my opinion. Because the international community didn't give two shits about it. So here we are. Vladimir Putin, the last man that you would ever imagine to stand up and stand up for sovereignty and freedom around the world. Maybe we've had it all wrong. Maybe the, the, all the information and propaganda coming out during the Cold War was actually that disinformation and propaganda towards the American people to make them believe and think that Russians were bad guys, that Vladimir Putin was a bad guy. I don't know. Here's the thing is you have to question all that reality. You have to question it all. And I don't want you to question your allegiances to your country, to your countrymen. 
No. That's not what we're talking about here. But you have to... You have to question your allegiance to information. To what you have potentially learned or thought or the perspective that you've had on things of how this world works. Because right now we are in a very dire situation with people who have very short fuses behaviorally and within bombs. To where the Middle East conflict could completely be unleashed any moment now. And if that happened, the United States would take that opportunity to go in and begin attacking Russia. Because Russia would have to defend Iran, as well as China. This is just the beginning. Like I've been saying for the last few weeks, this is just the beginning. Now... This is an interesting two-minute video, and I want you to listen to the quotes that are being said here. This is pertaining to World War II, and this is a lot of what I've been talking about for the last few days. Listen to this. I have a couple of quotes here from Winston Churchill that tells you what was really going through the minds of Europe in the years leading up to World War II. Quote, should Germany merchandise again, which means do business. Should Germany merchandise again in the next 50 years, we have led this war, World War I, in vain. That was Winston Churchill writing in the Times in 1919. Another quote. Quote, we will force this war upon Hitler if he wants it or not, end quote. Winston Churchill in an 1836 radio broadcast. Quote, Germany becomes too powerful. We have to crush it, end quote. Winston Churchill in uh, November 1936 speaking to U.S. General Robert Wood. Quote, this war is an English war, and its goal is the destruction of Germany. Winston Churchill, autumn 1939 broadcast. It was all about economics and profitability. Now, Germany's state-issued value-based currency was also a direct threat to the wealth and power of the private central banks around the world. And as early as 1933, they started to organize a global boycott against Germany to strangle this upstart ruler who thought he could run his nation without a private central bank. Now, as had been the case in World War I, Great Britain and other nations threatened by Germany's economic power looked for an excuse to go to war. We could have, if we had intended so, prevented this war from breaking out without doing one shot, but we didn't want to. End quote. Winston Churchill to Harry Truman, March 1946. One more quote here. Quote, Germany's unforgivable crime before World War II was its attempt to loosen its economy out of the world trade system and to build up an independent exchange system from which the world finance couldn't profit anymore. We butchered the wrong pig, end quote. Winston Churchill writing in his book, The Second World War. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, when he was trying to basically get the United States into the war against Nazi Germany to help out his good buddy Stalin, uh, Roosevelt had... The U.S. Navy attacked German shipping in the North Atlantic, even though there was no state of war. Okay. Let's go back to this quote right here. Germany's unforgivable crime before World War II was its attempt to loosen its economy out of the world trade system and to build up an independent exchange system from which the world finance couldn't profit any more. We butchered the wrong pig. Russia, China, Iran, South Africa on the verge of collapse. What do they all have in common? 
the BRICS Economic Alliance, a new system of economic exchange that is leaving the Western world order outside of it, not including them. Why does the United States so much want to stop Russia? Number one, because all of their criminality flows through Ukraine. Not only their criminality, but we have various other points of criminality. What? Italian black nobility, Kazarian mafia, right? The, the, the royal bloodlines, the occult bloodlines, uh, all human trafficking, drug trafficking, as well as illicit crime cartels organize and travel everything through Ukraine. Ukraine is the capital city for the cabal, for the deep state. I don't need to go into that. We know this. We've done this before on this show. Okay. So Russia is starting with the head of the beast, taking off the head of the beast. And the United States and NATO don't like that. But this has been a war of attrition. We've spent ourselves into oblivion. The American people do not care one bit for this war and want nothing to do with this war. You have to imagine why. U.S. taxpayer dollars are still being sent over there. Friday, Joe Biden's going to unveil a new economic plan for Ukraine. When are our elected leaders going to stand up and say, no, stop? Firstly, How much authority does Joe Biden as president of the United States have to issue economic aid to another country? Does anybody know? How much authority does Joe Biden in the executive branch have in issuing economic aid to another country? That's right, Polkadot. None. Zero. Zilch. Nada. It has to go through Congress, period. So how is he getting away with it? How, are, how is Congress, the Supreme Court, Senate, how are they letting him get away with this? Janet Yellen goes into Ukraine two days ago and drops off $1.5 billion freaking dollars. Who the hell approved that? That's right, Mark. This is treason at the highest levels. This is unconstitutionality. This is treason. This is them turning their back on the American people. We have homeless up and down the streets in America. 22 veterans every day commit suicide. I'm a veteran. I called the freaking VA to get a doctor's appointment. Guess what? That was three weeks ago. I still don't freaking have one. I call them. I get a voicemail doesn't matter. They don't give a shit about you or me. They care about their budgetary funding requirements. They care about how many more people they can stuff in to a paycheck through their DEI fucking protocols. That's what government cares about right now. And this is what's wrong with the world, is that we care more about how big our fucking budget is and how much money we can pump into salaries to keep people employed, then we actually care about the, the, the people we're here to serve. That's government for you. And it's time that that system ended. 
because that's not the system that we were born into. That's not the United States of America. That's not a constitutional republic. That is not what the Constitution allows in any way, shape, or form, period. The Constitution is incredibly precise, and it's very easy to read and understand. You don't need nine freaking post-lawyers, post-judges to sit up there and interpret the words of the Founding Fathers considering that the Founding Fathers wrote prolifically about the Constitution and what they meant specifically about every part and what it meant. Joe Biden cannot enter into treaties, period. Has to go through Senate. Well, do you remember when we were talking about specifically the WHO treaty that Joe Biden was going to enter into? I remember this. We all remember this, right? The World Health Organization Zero Draft, of which it's called. Now, something interesting about this is it got thrown under the rug. People are like, oh, you know, Congress is like, we'll never let that happen. You can't do that. Said it's like, you have to go through us. And Joe Biden's um, delegate was still over there negotiating, communicating, and it goes silent. We have all these distractions. Look at the balloons in the air. Look at the balloons. They're, they're UFOs. They're aliens. And you know what they did? The World Health Organization changed the verbiage from treaty to agreement. Zero draft agreement. It's not a treaty. And you want to know the funny thing? Is they actually admit that the reason they changed the verbiage is because the Senate in the United States would have to approve a treaty. <laughs> what? what does this zero draft do? <laughs> oh my goodness. It surrenders. The authority that the United States government has over a pandemic within its country borders to the World Health Organization. Your sovereignty, freedoms, rights, liberties were just signed away by some Joe Schmo appointed by Joe Biden, Blinken, and the fucking globalists, sent over across seas, sat down with the World Health Organization, and signed his name on an agreement saying that in the advent of a pandemic, we will hand over our national sovereignty to you to help us stop it. We've been wondering why the second pandemic hasn't happened. Why the second wave hasn't happened. We knew that they wanted to get all the jabby jab jabs in the arms to suppress people's immune systems first, right? And we knew that they were going to wait till those people start fucking dying off. Because then they can just come in and say, oh, they're dying off. We don't know why. Well, it must be a pandemic or something. The moment the United States and everybody else enters this treaty, a fucking pandemic is going to break out, I assure you. And the United States is going to look at the WHO and they're going to go, what do we do? We don't don't know what to do. And the WHO is going to come in there and say, ah, 
We can help with that. We know exactly what needs to be done. What is that? Oh, well, first thing that they need to do is World Health Organization is going to issue vaccine passports because it's all about the vaccine these days. It's like, well, the first thing that we need to do is we need to monitor your health. We need to know who's vaccinated at not at risk and who's not vaccinated at risk. And we need to take a list of all those people. Write them all down in a database. And here's the thing is, if they have a database of people who have a vaccine passport, now they just compared that to a list of citizens within a registry of driver's licenses. And they can find out everybody who doesn't have a vaccine. See how that works? Oh, everybody here registered for a vaccine passport in the United States of America. Great. I got a list of, let's say, 50 million people. Now I take an artificial intelligence machine learning, I pump that data into it, and I have it scour each state's database of driver's licenses and pull out the names of the people who aren't in the vaccine database. And then you send them notifications and you send their addresses to some type of authority because if that person potentially gets sick, and you know how they're going to know that, it's through contact tracing, right? Is if you were six degrees of separation from somebody who is actually sick with this pandemic, quote unquote, all of a sudden you're going to get a knock on your door and, hey, look, your name came up in a database search showing that you don't have a vaccine passport. Are you vaccinated? Oh, that's none of your fucking business. Uh, you're on my, my cutelage right here. You need, you need to leave. Well, no, actually why, why we're here is that we found that um, through contact tracing, you're in contact with somebody who is actually sick. And so what we need you to do is take this test. And then you need to take your vaccine. No, that, that, that's, that's not happening. Thank you. Oh, no, no. We're not asking. We're telling. Through whose authority? The World Health Organization. It turns American authorities now into foreign authorities. Implementing foreign law, policy, dictation into the United States of America, which is unfucking constitutional I recommend for everybody out there, you find out who your senator is. And I don't even give a shit. You know what? Find out who anybody's senator is. Find a fucking senator. Except for Fetterman, because nobody can find him. Find a senator and call call their office, go out there and create a computer program that just auto dials them and continuously leaves voice messages one after another, after another on their phone line, on their phone call, on their phone number. Call your Senator, call your Congressman and say, if the United States signs that agreement, we, the people will take that as a sign that our government is no longer representing us, Republicans or Democrat, and that this is the ultimate position of treason against the United States of America, its sovereignty and its constitution. The constitution was created in 1789 to protect your rights and your freedoms. Every law that stems down from the federal government is meant to not restrict you or confine you, but instead to protect your rights, your liberties, and your freedoms. And for fuck's sake, it does not. It's now utilized to constrain you. And when you take that beyond the bounds of the United States of America, when another 
foreign entity or corporation or country has legal authority on these grounds, on this land, that's an act of war. And anybody who signs into that agreement, anybody who says, that's just an agreement, it's fine, it's not a big deal. It is a big deal. You want to talk about civil war? That's how it begins. Because immediately what you will see is you will see Texas say, I ain't happening on my watch. And Abbott will go, y'all need to do something about this. I don't know if he will. I hope he will. But the people of Texas are going to be like, "Uh uh-uh. And they're going to be separating from the United States. Oklahoma, Missouri, Louisiana, they will follow. A few other. Tennessee, Kentucky, they're gone. North and South Dakota, they're gone. Montana, Wyoming, hope they're going too. And they'll all start to leave. And then counties will begin separating from their states. And they will say, uh, we're not abiding by that treaty. If anybody from the UN or World Health Organization or any authority comes to my door representing the policies of the World Health Organization, they're getting fucking shot. That's what people are going to start saying. And that's what people will start doing. I guarantee you. Because we are at that point. We are at this precipice moment. And I think that this is the one thing that, that, that tips the people of, the America, of the United States of America. Whoa, it tips them off. That this is like you just sold out American sovereignty. So it's, it's meant to be signed in the next few days, I believe. And there it hasn't been signed yet. You need to contact your senators. You need to let them know that if the Joe Biden administration signs that agreement, you have just waged war against the American people. No if ands, or buts about it. That's the, God's the honest truth. No foreign institution, entity, government has any say whatsoever over your rights and your freedoms prescribed within the Constitution and guaranteed to you by your Creator. And yes, Kim, that's exactly what the globalist and elitist want. They want you, me, gone. They want us out of the way. And how are they going to do that? Well, see, these things take time. As this happens, people are going to go out there and they're going to start buying guns and ammo. Right? That's typically what happens. Right before Joe Biden got elected, everybody went out and bought guns and ammo. Well, guess what the credit card companies doing? We have Discover Card just joining in, American Express, MasterCard, and Visa. And you might think, well, I don't get a credit card. Do you got a debit card? Yeah? That's Visa. Okay? They are monitoring the transactions of anybody who sells guns and ammunition. And every single one of those transactions, they tie back to a bank account, and that's going on a list, which is illegal. You can't do that. Through the U.S. Code, it literally says in there, you can't do that. They don't care. They're private companies. We're just doing it for statistical and analytical purposes. They're identifying you, me, and everybody. I'm already identified. They already know who I am. I'm not worried about that. But I wear this flag here for a reason. I'm an American through and through. I bleed red, white, and blue. And you're not going to stomp on my freedom on my watch. You're not going to stomp on my brothers and my sisters' freedom on my watch. 
because we are vigilant patriots and we are patient and we are humble. But if you cross that line, which they are beginning to do that, they're going to have a war that they never wanted. And what do I mean by that? I'm not talking about, let's stand up, grab our guns. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, it's getting to be that time where we, the people, defund the federal government. We have tax protests. We have nonviolent civil disobedience. So that we, we show up in troves of hundreds of thousands and millions at our state capitals, at our national capital in Washington, D.C. And we peacefully protest and let our politicians know our list of demands. And it's no longer asking please or saying thank you. It's no longer you will do this or you need to do this. It is this is going to happen or when we come back, that's when the shit gets real. And states, they need to stand right behind these people and say, yeah, what they said. And what we mean by shit getting real is the state's basically start filing legislation against the federal government. They start issuing arrest warrants for federal politicians. Why? Because the states have that authority prescribed through the 10th Amendment. James Madison in Federalist 46 specifically outlined the four points of how to fight a tyrannical and oppressive government before going to the acts of violence. Disquietude. This is what we're doing. This is us going out there yelling, screaming. Civil disobedience. This is tax protest. This is withholding the money from the federal government. Number two is an outspoken governor. This is very similar to what we're seeing with DeSantis. You know, I don't hate the guy, but that's what he's doing. He's being, being very outspoken. And I'll tell you, as I told people last night, I think the Trump-DeSantis drama, I think it's all a charade. I think it's you're watching a movie when it comes to that. That they are playing a game and that in 2024, it's going to be Trump DeSantis. My thoughts on that. And the last part is state legislation that counteracts federal policy. To where all the states come together and say, hey, we all just passed a law saying that the federal government can no longer enter into agreements or treaties with foreign entities or corporations. We will not recognize them. We will not recognize that authority. I guarantee you red states are going to do this if this gets passed. That they'll come out and they'll pass legislation that says the federal government can, uh, we do not, we do not, uh, we'll never abide by any authority of any federal entity or any uh, uh, foreign entity. Period. Guarantee you that's going to happen. But it's not going to happen. What's going to happen first is the people getting pissed off. And I mean, you know, I, I, I've seen this video out there, this guy talking to Charlie Kirk, and he goes, I got a really crazy question. But when do we get to use the guns? When do we get to kill these people? And, you know, that's a long way off. That there's a lot of steps of legality, of constitutionality, that have to happen before we ever get to that point. I was asked today is, do you think that there is going to be a civil war? And I said, yes, I do. But it's not going to be the civil war that people think. It's not going to be people lining up in, in formation lines with muskets shooting each other from the north and from the south. It's going to be states aligning politically together, producing legislation amongst those states that counteract the federal tyranny and oppression. 
It's going to be the people of those states separating themselves from the federal government. Those states recognizing the federal government as a foreign entity that is working outside of the Constitution. That's going to be the civil war that we see in the United States of America. Guarantee it. Because that's all prescribed through the Tenth Amendment. They can do that through the Tenth Amendment. We have to go through that process before any of this happens. And, and here's some more fuel for your fire. Pentagon Inspector General. Joe Biden is hiding classified documents detailing side deals he made with the Taliban and against U.S. troops. Yeah, tre- treason, anybody? A report from Fox News back in 2021 highlighted the scope of the crisis unfolding in Afghanistan as Taliban took control of 75,000 U.S. vehicles, 200 U.S. aircraft, 600,000 U.S. weapons, and $85 billion in military funding. This is like Obama's fast and furious gun-running scandal on steroids. Today, the Taliban is patrolling the streets in Kabul with U.S. Humvees. That's right. Here's a more completed list of the U.S. equipment now controlled by the Taliban, and it's pretty damn... It, they have a nice little army because of it. Much of the information included in the above list is public record. And now there are reports that U.S. weapons abandoned in Afghanistan are showing up in other war zones. U.S. weapons abandoned in Afghanistan are, show, are turning up in India-controlled Kashmir. Now this, Joe Biden forced U.S. troops to stand down even when checkpoints were attacked in Afghanistan. This is according to Paul Sperry. And Joe Biden is hiding the side deals he made with the Taliban before the Kamalacious withdrawal from Afghanistan. The Pentagon's Inspector General for Afghanistan complains in a new report that the Biden administration is hiding classified annexes detailing side deals it made with the Taliban before the withdrawal, including restrictions on U.S. fighting and Taliban counter-terror efforts. The Taliban 5 sat across the negotiating table from Biden's envoy to Afghanistan, Zalameh Khalizad, where they participated as key members of the official Taliban delegation who negotiated the final terms of the U.S. withdrawal. Do you remember Bodai Capital out of China that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's money was directly invested in? They own 10% of Bodai Capital. Well, a small company that is owned by Bodai Capital um, is into mining a rare earth minerals. And it just so happens that after the horrific U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, that when China went in the very next day after the United States was completely gone, China went in and made a deal with the Taliban to basically repave all their roads, help rebuild all their cities. And that one company under Bodai Capital got the one deal to mine lithium and rare earth minerals out of Afghanistan, where Joe Biden has a 10% for the big guy's stake in its parent company. And I'm wondering what deals that Joe Biden made specifically with the Taliban. Maybe like the moment we pull out, China gets to come in and uh, this company, Bodai, is going to win the contract for your rare earth minerals. And yes, you are going to give them up. Okay, sir, Mr. Taliban. Treason. 
at the highest level. And he's still sitting in the White House. And it's still allowed to happen. And we, the American people, are sitting here yelling and screaming at our politicians who are like, well, you know, these things take time and we got to do investigations and we can only do one investigation at a time. You know, for Congress out there, is either do your job and do it quickly and swiftly and accurately, or we're going to start doing ours. We're doing our due diligence right now. But you don't want us to get down that road to our other job. You know, the part in the Declaration of Independence where it says it's our duty and our responsibility. That part. Yeah. How about this great news? Democrat mayor arrested for possession of child pornography was previously mentored by Pete Bootplug Plug and invited to the White House. That's right. Patrick Wohan, the Democrat mayor of College Park, Maryland, resigned just one day before being arrested for on 56 counts of possession and distribution of child pornography. Oh, what, what a, what a nice guy. And that's him with, uh, yep, that, that, that's him right there with Pete Butt Plug Plug. I bet he plugged Pete's butt a few times. How much you want to bet? Pete Butt Plug Plug. Come on, that's funny. Everybody's got to admit that's funny. Pete Butt Plug Plug. Come on, that's funny. Anyways. So, uh, breaking news here. This was just a little while ago. Developing Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein has been hospitalized. So, this is two Democrat senators hospitalized within just a week and a half. We have Uncle Festerman, Fetterman, that nobody's seen even know he's alive. He's probably on ice. They're trying to figure out what to do until August 18th with him. And then Dianne Feinstein. And I'm curious, did anybody notify China that Diane Feistein's in the hospital? I'm just curious. I'm wondering. And it's interesting that Diane Feinstein is, is in the hospital, considering Adam Schiff wants to take her position, her seat. And he's not going to do very well in the polls because nobody likes him. So, you know, if Feinstein happens to croak, then Adam Schiff will get that seat by Gavin Newsom, and then they can fill his seat. With anybody they want. Mm-hmm. Whistleblower reveals how corrupt FBI is using a threat tag and target pro-lifers as Democrat domestic threats. FBI retaliated it by suspending him. So, Fox News on Thursday reported FBI Special Agent Garrett O'Boyle told the House Select Subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government the FBI created threat tags um, after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade last year, the FBI then used the tags to target pro-life Americans as domestic threats. The corrupt department was particularly focused on pregnancy centers. O'Boyle also revealed his pro-life source was being harassed over threats to the Supreme Court while pro-abortion extremists were targeting conservative, conservative justices' homes. In addition to the FBI's hatred for pro-lifers, O'Boyle explained... This was also part of a larger effort by the FBI to convince Congress there was rampant domestic terrorism in an effort to obtain more federal funds. 
Now, as this was explained to me, is when you add these tags into certain groups of people, what that does is that produces an investigation. That investigation frees up funds to move into that investigation and makes it a legitimate problem used in the analytics in the sense of this is why we have domestic terrorism. And there doesn't even have to be any legitimate evidence of it. They just have to have a tag literally created. And yeah, they were targeting conservatives. And they're going to continue targeting conservatives. And it's going to get much, much worse before it gets any better. Twitter files number 17 was released. New knowledge on the Global Engagement Center, the state-sponsored blacklist. And so attached, you'll find the file around 40,000 Twitter accounts that our researchers suspected are engaging in inauthentic behavior in Hindu nationalism and more abroad and i guarantee you all of our names are probably on that the dfr lab said it suspected 40,000 accounts of being paid employees or possibly volunteers of india's barahashia janta party the bjp party but the list was full of ordinary americans many with no connection to india no clue about indian politics i have no connection to any hindu folks just a reagan republican here in connecticut replied bobby hailstone a Hindu nationalist? I've never even been out of this country, let alone to the state of New Jersey. These people are insane, said Krista Woods. I have no... And, and this is coming from Matt uh, Tabibi. Twitter agreed one reason many of the accounts remain active. Thanks, Andy, replied Trust and Safety Chief Yul Roth. I spot-checked the number of these accounts, and virtually all of them appear to be real people. The DFR lab is funded by the U.S. government and specifically the Global Engagement Center. Director Graham Brookie denies DFR lab it uses taxpayer money to track Americans saying the GEC grants have an exclusively international focus. But Americans on the DFR's list, like uh, Marisol Urbanic, are unconvinced its focus was exclusively international. This is un-American, says Urbanic, who immigrated from Castro's Cuba. They do this in places that don't believe in free speech, and they're absolutely right. And so the Global Engagement Center is usually listed as a State Department entity. It's not. Created Obama's last year, the GEC is an interagency group within state whose initial partners included FBI, DHS, NSA, NSA CIA, DARPA, Special Operations Command, and others. Uh, GEC's mandate to recognize, understand, and expose and counter foreign disinformation. On the surface, its same mission of the United States Information Agency, USIA, fulfilled for decades with a catch. USIA focused on foreign disinfo. GE's, GEC's focus is much wider. To recognize, uh, on the surface, so, yep, repeating what they said there. GEC could have avoided for controversy by focusing on exposing, answering disinformation within research and a more public approach as the USIA did. Instead, it funded a secret list of subcontractors and helped pioneer an insidious and idiotic new form of blacklisting by basically targeting conservatives. It is on my Twitter page if you guys want to go check it out and read about it there. Man. <laughs> Welcome this, welcome to your life. So, DOD and multiple other intelligence agencies came out and said, Havana Syndrome is not caused by energy weapons or microwave weapons or any foreign adversary. No, it, they, they don't really know what's causing it. Probably psychosomatic symptoms is what they're saying. And I, I came out and I said, I can explain it, but they won't like it. 
See, the easiest thing to do when you're trying to understand what was that. By the way, their determination said is that it was impossible to focus any type of these weapons directly at people. This is why it wasn't those weapons. And I'm sitting there going, I'm like, I'm wondering just what every single one of those people had in common when they were being targeted. I wonder if there's just one thing that they all had in common when they were being targeted. And for those listening on, on audio here, I'm holding up my cell phone. Because that's how they were targeted. And yes, you can buy an EMF detector just like this. You can put it up to your cell phone and see that it's not good for you. And that you shouldn't hold those things near you. You shouldn't sleep near them. And guess what? They can magnify that times a thousand and direct it towards you. All right. Bam, uh, running out of time. Okay. John Kerry. And the climate agenda continues. John Kerry condemns fossil fuels that heat our homes and propel our vehicles. Let's listen to this. The crisis we face of potentially so polluting this planet that we can't restore it or going beyond tipping points that we can't come back from, that crisis is caused by unabated emissions from fossil fuels that burn so that we can propel our vehicles, heat our homes, light our businesses, it's how we choose to provide energy to our communities around the world. And it is how we don't choose, but simply allow choices that were made years ago to continue because it's easier or because business as usual is better, makes more money, because people don't want to embrace the possibilities of a future. The cr- hmm. You got to wonder, how do people like that get into those cool clubs, the skull and the bones, and become war heroes in Vietnam that people that served with them said never happened, and then gets to sit at that table all the way up there at the cabal? Oh, yeah. That's one of the members. That's one of the dudes right there. But see, they're coming after your gas stoves. Propane, natural gas, right? Petroleum products, oil. They don't want you to be able to heat your home with natural gas. Because electricity is 10 times more expensive when you try to heat your home with it. Trust me. Oh, I know. And they know this too. And see, they'll still keep pumping the coal into those electric plants to produce the electricity that's going to charge you a very higher price for Because they shut off your natural gas, and now everything's electric. Now they can just drain you dry. And see, you don't have to worry about owning anything, because you won't have to. Because you won't be able to afford it. So uh, the peace-loving Ukraine, who were uh, the United States taxpayer dollars, are trying to save. Um, Ukraine list NBC reporter on Ukrainian government hit list. After he reports that most Crimeans are pro-Russian. Of course they are. Same thing with the people in the Donbass. They're pro-Russian. That's why the Ukrainians were killing them. I want to bring back in Judge... 
Um, we were talking about this. Uh, we didn't actually talk about this yesterday. California police, FBI combed through substantial amount of evidence after explosives found at suspect's home. And uh, we didn't mention this yesterday. We were I was trying to get to it. Uh, California authorities identified a man Thursday at the center of an explosives and drug investigation that prompted a police response at the home. The large police presence arrived in the San Jose home of uh, uh, Peter Karasev, 35, was arrested in connection with the probe. He was booked into jail on suspicion of manufacturing explosive materials, possessing explosive materials, and felony vandalism. Uh, and so he uh, apparently had some pretty crazy stuff in his house. Now, this is interesting because we just had yesterday this one former Marine who tried to board a plane in Pennsylvania with AR-15 and explosives. Do we see a false flag being set up here? I feel like the FBI has been hard at work of setting something up here. I think that if we go back two years ago to when all those federal agents were showing up at Patriots' houses and podcasters' houses saying, Donald Trump's still president. Do you want to work for your government and help save the union? I think that their, their, their missions are coming forth, and I think we're about to see more of this type of stuff of labels as right-wing extremism heading to Washington, D.C. or something. I guarantee you that this is going to happen. Uh, on American Media Periscope, today I had the joy of talking to uh, some residents of East Pal- Palestine, Ohio, uh, including uh, Pastor um, uh, Jason Pancake over there. And uh, it, was, it was really good to talk to them all. And uh, they seem to be in really good spirits. They, they said that they have to keep, remain in good spirits. If anybody is in that area in Ohio, uh, I believe it's March 17th, the East Palestine um, High School, the drama club and the band are having a, uh, like their, their musical, I think it is. And they're all worried that nobody was going to show up because of what happened. And so if you are in the vicinity of that area, go ahead and contact that school and find out information. And, and if you can attend, please do and help support that community. Um, and anybody who's interested in donations for East Palestine, um, I was told that the East Palestine Church of Christ is one of the larger churches there that are accepting donations. And so if you are interested in that, you can go ahead and Google them. Just make sure that it's a legitimate place. Call them before and do validate and verify. But I got an article here. The air in East Palestine is toxic. Scientists released shock reporter reports showing higher than normal concentrations of nine potentially harmful chemicals. Despite EPA ruling train derailment danger zone was safe. Texas A&M and Carnegie Mellon University scientists measured the air quality. They find higher than normal levels of carcinogenic compounds. Vinyl chlorine, benzene, ethylene glycol, monobutyl ether, ethylene hexyl, acrylate, and isobutylene. Yeah, that's not shit that you want to mess with. So, not good. The findings are in direct contrast of what the U.S. EPA has said was going on. And so I think we're going to have a scandal here somewhere, somehow, and I guarantee you we will. Um, it was also interesting to talk to the pastor because he mentioned something that happened in, um, in West Virginia, in Washington, West Virginia. Um, I think it was like 20, 20 years ago. And this was a DuPont factory pumping various different chemicals into the water. And it was finally a class action lawsuit was one on the side of the of the people, and there's a sixteen uh, 
million dollar settlement that was about to be paid off and the EPA entered the settlement uh, and basically took half the money from the people. Yeah, absolutely. Took more than half the money from the people. And so you got to be very careful with how the EPA plays this game. And I hope that the EPA gets absolutely sued into fucking oblivion. The Senate has voted to declassify all government intelligence documents related to COVID-19 origins. Oh, well, isn't that interesting? Didn't I say that this was going to happen? I did. Uh, breaking news, FBI Director Ray confirmed that the Bureau has assessed that the origins of COVID-19 pandemic likely originated from the lab incident in Wuhan, China. How about this? It didn't come from Wuhan, China. Didn't come from that lab. What Was the virus at that lab in Wuhan, China? Yeah. That's not where it originated from. And China didn't release it. Um... And, and, and listen to the narrative being set out here. And this is what I've been saying the last few days. Listen to this. Thanks, John. So a bill requiring the DNI to declassify the COVID origins intel passed the Senate. If it passes the House, too, would President Biden sign it? I won't get ahead of the president's decision making, um, uh, Peter. But uh, look, we, a couple of things to keep in mind. Right after taking office, the president declassified. Uh, and had and made public the DNI's uh, initial findings here about the source of, of COVID. So he already very swiftly and unilaterally put information out there. That's one. Two, the intelligence community continues to assess the origins of COVID. I know I've seen press reporting about some preliminary findings that, of a classified nature, but there's still no consensus. Um, and that's why the president has directed the team to stay at the work because he wants to know. He wants to know as best we can know what the origins were so that we can work to better prevent a future pandemic. So we want to know what the origins were so we can prevent a future pandemic, not hold whoever did it responsible. Understand that. Not so we can hold whoever did it responsible. Now, why would Kirby say that? Because Kirby knows who's responsible for it. Kirby knows that the DOD and DARPA and the NIAID are the ones who created the fucking virus. And most likely released it on the world. And see, they don't want it held responsible. Not in any way, shape, or form. And how about this? The problem, EcoHealth Alliance isn't just a research firm looking for whatever funding they can find for the sake of humanity. They seem to be a shell organization used by the CIA and Pentagon to funnel money secretly into banned weapons research. The Pentagon gave millions to Equal Health Alliance for weapons research programs. Of course they did. The Defense Department doled out millions of dollars to the same nonprofit that funneled federal grant money to Wuhan Institute of Virology. They didn't funnel it to them. They gave it to them for bad coronavirus research, with most of the Pentagon money going towards murky research on countering biological weapons. Of course they did. This is how we know. The DOD is the one, and see how the counter narrative is is fluctuating. Oh, China released it, man. China, China did it. Yeah, China did it. Well, yeah, we funded it. Well, yeah, we we, we developed it in our labs, and, and we funded. We just took it over to China, and we put it on a shelf, and we said, China, don't touch this, and they touched it, man. So if you haven't heard by late July, you'll no longer be able to get ivermectin at any stores. No tractor supply 
online. You can't get it online anymore, by the way. Well, you can get it overseas online. But you can't get it off of Amazon. You can't get horse paste anymore. Oh, yeah. Got to have a prescription now. That's what they're doing. And what do we have here? Merck, Big Pharma trying to kill off all generic ivermectin products because it's cutting into their profits. That's right. And so Merck is buying companies producing ivermectin in India and shutting down the production. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Why? Because another pandemic is about to come. You know, it, it's going to be an interesting day when the people who feel betrayed distrust within the system first start to fight back against corporations i'm just saying just saying i think yeah you decide what i was thinking there and well this is just scary Florida man dies from rare brain-eating infection after rinsing nose with tap water. A man in Charlotte County, Florida, has died after contracting a brain-eating infection from tap water. The man who has not been named used tap water for a sinus rinse, which caused him to become infected with a rare amoeba called Negleria filari that can cause a brain infection called amoebic menocephalitis. The what? I'm never using tap water in. Ugh. That's horrid. And, and people drink this tap water. Come on, people. Right? You bathe in this tap water. Your tap water is not safe, dude. It's time to get an RO machine or something similar to it. All right. What do we else we got here? Over a dozen whistleblowers come forward claiming Hunter Biden involved in criminal activity. Senator Chuck Grassley released information yesterday that over a dozen individuals came forward with information indicating Hunter Biden was committing crimes, but the corrupt DOJ has done nothing. Grassley said at Wednesday's hearing with Attorney General Merrick Garland that more than a dozen whistleblowers have provided potentially criminal information about Hunter Biden the FBI. The Republican from Iowa told Garland, who was testifying on Capitol Hill for the first time this year, that the Justice Department must review the president's son, who was subject to a federal probe involving tax matters and potentially false statements on a form of, for a gun purchase. Recent law-protected whistleblower disclose, uh, disclosures to my office indicate that the Justice Department and FBI had at one time over a dozen sources that provided potentially criminal information related to Hunter Biden. Grazley asked Biden's corrupt DOJ AG Merrick Garland a, qu- a question regarding whether it was a national security issue when there's evidence of foreign persons making unlawful payments to elected officials to influence policy decisions. Uh, if the Justice Department received information that foreign persons had evidence of improper or unlawful financial payment uh, paid to elected officials or other politically exposed persons, and those payments may have influenced policy decisions, would that pose a national security concern and demand a full investigation? And when Ray was here, he seemed to answer that question 
in, in uh, uh, that it was a national security concern. I want your opinion. Uh, in the way that you're, if I, if I follow the question exactly right, if it's an agent of a foreign government asking um, uh, someone uh, and paying someone to uh, do things to support that foreign government in secret, yes, uh, I definitely think that would be a national security problem. Well, that's interesting, uh, A.G. Garland, because that's exactly what Hunter Biden did in violation of FARA. And we have documented evidence of it. And if you saw all the, the stuff that was released the last few days, all these emails and stuff, there's massive amounts of evidence providing for this. But yet the DOJ has done nothing. How about this? Corrupt Wisconsin Speaker Robin Voss is allegedly removing GOP members from party because they voted for his opponent in the 2022 primary. Speaker Robin Voss couldn't be any more corrupt and creepy if he tried. Voss has no problem preventing Trump from winning the 2020 election in a state, and he's now he's targeting those who voted against him in his 2022 primary. Voss was behind drop boxes being placed in Wisconsin and ran the nation in the 2020 election. He then promised to get the bottom of the stolen election in Wisconsin when 140,000 ballots for only Joe Biden were dropped in the early morning hours after the election, giving Joe Biden a 20,000 vote lead. Voss made sure the election results were never decertified. Despite boatloads of evidence, it was uncertifiable. After all this, Voss benefited from the use of illegal mobile site voting to win his primary by 260 votes. Newcomer Andy Adam Steen nearly beat Voss, a Steen supporter told the Gateway Pundit that only 15% of the GOP members in Voss districts that she talked to said they were going to vote for Voss, and 55% said they definitely would not vote for Voss in the primary. Somehow, he still won. Voss apparently didn't like almost losing to an unknown. He doesn't want it to happen again, so members of the local GOP in Voss's district have allegedly begun purging conservatives in the GOP who supported Steen in the primary. It's also been claimed they are preventing newcomers that supported Steen, the Racine County group of free-thinking American first conservative Republicans, put together the following points related to the GOP actions in Voss's district. The Racine GOP uh, website, membership sign-up payment, and so you guys can go over this here, but this is direct targeting of American first Republicans by other rhino establishment Republicans. Wisconsin, you got a fucking problem. And I'm wondering how long it's going to take Americans to stand up to these problems. When it's just going to click and Americans go, I'm done. I'm done. No more. How about this one? Let's go into this. Carrie Lake's Supreme Court lawsuit claims that MC Tech sent 263,379 ballots to Runbeck. Runbeck returned 298,942 ballots to MC Tech. 35,563 extra ballots were inserted, and Runbeck whistleblower testified that Runbeck allowed this to happen. Oh, well, there's your fraud right there in Arizona. Will anything be done about it? No, not if the Sinaloa cartel has anything to say about it. Did you see, and I don't know if this was a deep fake. I don't think it was actually a deep fake, and Katie Hobbs is like, and I know everybody wants me to, like, comment on this, but no, I am not taking money and laundering money from the Sinaloa cartel. Just joking. What? Like, I understand she's, like, joking around, like, but she could have timed her just joking a little bit better. But anyways. Uh, the mullahs are trying to kill Trump and Pompeo. 
Iranian mullahs issued threats as they announced new long-range uh, cruise missiles on the brink of nuclear weaponry, and they say they're going to try to kill Trump and Pompeo. That they want to kill Trump and Pompeo. Some of these have we've already gone through. Oh, how about this one? This is uh, this is Florida for you. Ready? Florida bill would require bloggers who write about the governor to register with the state. <laughs> I'm not joking here. So Ron DeSantis unveils a digital bill of rights proposal. Florida Senator Jay Bredore, Republican, wants bloggers who write about Governor DeSantis, Attorney General Ashley Moody, and other members of the Florida Executive Cabinet or legislator to register with the state or face fines. Brodeur's proposal, Senate Bill 1316, Information Dissemination, will require any blogger writing about government officials to register with the Florida's Office of Legislative Services or on commissions of ethics. In the bill, Brodeur wrote that those who write an article or a story or a series of stories about the governor, a lieutenant governor, a cabinet officer, or any member of the legislator, and receives or will receive payment for doing so, must register with state offices within five days after the publication of an article that mentions the elected state officials. If another blog post is added to the blog, the blogger would then be required to submit monthly reports on the 10th of each month with the appropriate state office. They would not have to submit a report on months. Okay. This is a direct violation of your First Amendment. Period. What the hell is going on in uh, Florida? DeSantis? Republicans? Senator Jason Broder? This is a direct violation of your First Amendment. Okay? What do I mean by that? Well, let's think about this for a second. Let's go into here. First Amendment. What does it say? The First Amendment guarantees Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people to peacefully assemble and the petition of the government for free redress of grievances. So, you cannot prohibit the free exercise of speech or press. Free. Which means that you don't need to register if you have to register with a government agency, it's no longer free. It's controlled. They can tell you no. They can say don't publish that. This is Republicans. Remember when I said Democrats, Republicans, the left and the right wing of the same fucking bird? I wasn't joking. Oh, the Florida's so free and we love it out here, guys. And oh yeah, well, you know what? Three years ago, Ron DeSantis approved amendment within a bill specifically that allows for medical tyranny against Floridians. In the advent of another pandemic, he allows non-medical professionals, police officers, sheriffs to come to your house and drag you out and put you into quarantine camps. We reported on this. Tennessee, New York, Oregon, Washington, all the same things. Now they're coming out and saying that, hey, if you're a blogger and you're just going to mention the governor or any legislator, you got to register with us. And we will tell you what you have to post or what you can or cannot post. Interesting, isn't it? I don't know if he's deep state or not, but definitely making you think. Uh, no sign of uh, Uncle Fetter, Festerman, Fetterman anywhere. You were joking about it last night, and it's not something to joke about. I mean, if the guy's dead or had another stroke, that's kind of concerning. Uh, but 
I think that uh, they need to come out and, and make some announcement on Fetterman. This is a standing senator who's representing the state of Pennsylvania. Need to figure it out. House of Representatives Committee approves bill giving Biden authority to ban the Chinese social media app TikTok. I talked about this at length yesterday. This is because of uh, the lobbyists, big tech lobbyists. The big tech is losing billions of dollars of advertising revenue directly to um, TikTok. And they don't like it. They want that money back. So they're going to ban TikTok. Um, this is kind of around my narrative. The sun is about to get more active than it has for a decade, and it could lead to more power outages, grounded flights, and stunning auroras. Now, isn't this what we just talked about with David Dubine just last Friday? Yes, it is. Exactly that. And so we could potentially see a whole bunch of stuff happening there. And this was kind of some kind of cool news right here. Hidden corridor has been discovered close to the main entrance of the Great Pyramid of Giza. Whoa, I wonder what's in it. We'll never find out. We'll never know. They're not going to tell us the truth about any of that shit. But you know what they're going to do is there's a new pandemic coming. I guarantee you. Entering into this new treaty, a new pandemic is coming. I can tell you, I don't know if it's going to be Marburg's, which there is a Marburg outbreak right now in Africa, or if it's going to be in another, you know, a Dinovirus, a Norovirus, a Corona. I don't know, but it's definitely coming. Uh, I want to give a shout out to everybody who's uh, put the donations out there on Pilled, DLive, uh, Rumble, as well as Facebook. Thank you so much for all the donations. You guys absolutely do help us stay alive. One thing that I ask you guys to do is go over to redpills.tv if you have not. And subscribe right there in the center. You can find us all linked up right here. Um, we have Red Pill merch that is hosted through Rise Attire. Um, you guys can check that out right up here at the top. Uh, ways to donate, give, send, go, cash app, and crypto. You can find those links right at the top in the navigation button. And Red Pill Sponsors, if you click on that, I'll take you down to our sponsors right here. And if you go down to our sponsors, there's our merch right there. Some cool Red Pill Project merch. But if you go down here, Honey Colony, Get Gold Today, My Patriot Supply, My Pillow, and Dr. Mark Sherwood, sherwood.tv slash Red Pill. Uh, you know, whatever it is, if you're looking for great honey products, uh, great products made of honey, colloidal silver, uh, micronic silver uh, solutions and stuff like that, Honey Colony's got some great stuff. Honey, or redpills.tv slash honey right there. Um, if you have an IRA, 401k, if you want to talk to a financial advisor, I highly recommend this. Getgoldtoday.com, 720-605-3900. Give Dr. Kirk Elliott and his team a call. If you're wanting to prepare for the apocalypse, which I am doing, <laughs> damn right I am, My Patriot Supply, redpills.tv slash patriot. If you guys go on over there and support Mike Lindell, please use that promo code RPP. It does help. It helps support everything that we do here. And we're only alive and doing this because of you guys. And it's because of your support that we're able to do this day in and day out. So much appreciated. And then Dr. Mark Sherwood, you guys are looking to get in a better health and better shape and, and take care of your health. Or you just need a doctor to talk to. Or you want to get into a new uh, doctor's community. Uh, Michelle and Mark Sherwood are amazing. Sherwood.tv slash Red Pill. Check them out. All right, guys, don't forget socialredpill.com. It's free to join. You can definitely join and get a subscription over there and help us out. Uh, but there's live Zooms every night. We had a blast last night talking about a lot of different things. Jim Price joined us and had a great time. Uh, good good time on the Zoom last night. But I uh, don't know if I'll be on. I might jump in tonight for a little while, but 
uh, just know that there's a Zoom every night and there's always people in there to talk to and, and great family. Uh, this Sunday, we have the uh, Red Pill Preppers. We'll be discussing, uh, I think, water survivability and various other aspects. We're still looking for speakers. So if you're interested in speaking or presenting, let me know. We'll get you all uh, lined up to do that. Tomorrow night's show is TBD. It's going to be a show. There will be a fringe show tomorrow night. Just don't know the topic or the guest. Uh, it was I had one guest. Who, it was a maybe, and that maybe came back as a no. But it's okay. We'll figure it out. We'll get a guest in there tomorrow night, and I'll keep you guys updated. And Vince should be back here soon, very soon as well. So, guys, much love, respect. God bless you. You guys take care. Have a great night. Uh, thank you guys so much for all the support and uh, thanks for being part of my family and uh, glad to have you as part of mine. So take care, guys. Be well. See you tomorrow. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me I patch the game. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.